yesterday was the first day of the confirmation hearings for um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett uh, to be appointed as one of the Supreme Court justices. Um, It kicked off yesterday. I saw a bit of it. It was uh, spirited. I can't remember the young lady who was speaking, but she was she she wasn't a young lady. I just called a lot of call. I say young men and young ladies, but she was very spirited. Um, But to help us sort of assess the first date and perhaps project a bit forward is uh, Wilmer J. Leon, the third. He's a Ph.D. and the author of Politics, Another Perspective. Commentary and Analysis on Race, War, Ethics, and the American Political Landscape in the Age of Obama. Dr. Leon, I'm stopping right there. I almost want to read that title one more time. (laughs) That's a title for you. That's a title. Uh, How are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, well, I'm doing great, Ernest, and yourself? I'm I'm, I'm fantastic. Let me just add this other bit about you, okay? Uh, Dr. Uh, Leon, he's also a a political science um, scientist whose primary areas of expertise are black politics, American government and public policy. And uh, for 11 for 11 years, um, he was a lecturer in the political science department at Howard University in D.C. Now, I could go on about you, Dr. Leon, but the entire show would just be your vitae. That's <laughs> he's 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 just a bad brother you know he's just got all of that stuff going on so i appreciate you stopping by and i have an, a certain affinity for howard university you know i thought i was headed to law school at howard university yeah i was on my way i visited the campus and everything i remember that day from 20 something mm-hmm. odd years ago you know <laughs> my life would be a lot different if i had gone to howard law, law school i, I believe uh-huh. that uh, understood. Understood. Yeah. As well, let me say, as a Hamptonian, uh, uh, <laughs> no better place than than the home by the sea. Yes, sir. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, yesterday was the first day of the hearings, right? Regarding Judge Barrett, and mm-hmm. um, just broadly, what was your takeaway from it? Well, you, I, I think you should want in your law, as in your politics, two things. Honesty and consistency. The rushing through of this nomination gives us neither. Mm-hmm. It it further politicizes a court that since, what was it, 87, when Reagan nominated Bork and the Senate rejected his nomination, uh, a court has become way, way too political. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think in the legal context of this discussion, we have what's called precedent Starry decisis is that doctrine that uh, obligates the court to follow historical cases when making a ruling. Um, let the decision stand. Starry decisis. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written that in her view, it it's appropriate and legitimate for judges to overturn precedents when they conflict with their personal interpretation of the Constitution. So with that. With that said, yesterday I thought was pretty much to form as we thought it was going to go. Uh, the politics of the moment, I think, are carrying the day. So instead of this really being a uh, a hearing, it's more of a political campaign. Right. So the Democrats spent a lot of time focused on the Affordable Care Act because they think politically, with this, uh, particularly in the midst of this COVID 
pandemic that the president is vulnerable. So they spent a lot of time uh, talking about that. And the Republicans spent a lot of time talking about uh, religion and preempting questions about her Catholic faith, which I think in this instance are very, very relevant. Right. Let's do this. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we, re- when we return, we'll continue the conversation. And I'd like to go further into the so it seems to me that what you're saying is like what should be a confirmation hearing is essentially a campaign. And we'll talk mm-hmm. more about that on the other side. We're having a conversation regarding the confirmation hearings that began yesterday as the first day and continuing on today and for two additional days thereafter of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. And joining us in the discussion is Dr. Wilmer Leon. Um, And I gave you a bit of his background before. I'll just add a few more things to it. Uh, Dr. Leon is also a nationally broadcast radio talk show host of Inside the Issues with Wilmer Leon on uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Channel 126. Catch him. Dr. Leon, welcome back to the show, sir. Attorney Jen, a pleasure. Yep. And so, um, so, you know, what's strange, but not in light of it's 2020 and, you know, the whole um, the warring of the worlds of the Democratic and the Republican machine uh, that we would be appropriately, you know, appropriately, inappropriately, appropriately having a conversation about a confirmation hearing of a potential Supreme Court justice nominee. And then, you know, the takeaway, your initial takeaway is, you know what, it was basically political grandstanding. So let's dig deeper into that. Like, is there, you know, what should we be taking away from that? The fact that it is politicized. Well, I think some of it depends on the the particular layer at which you want to look at it in the short term, we're. 20 days away, I guess, from the November 3rd election. And so both sides of this are going to take every opportunity that they can Mm -hmm. to make their case for the election. The longer term look at this, I think, which is uh, more significant, uh, is, again, the fact that this this whole court nomination process has really just become a um, an ideological struggle instead of an opportunity to provide the American people with the best uh, jurisprudence possible. So, you know, the, the Lindsey Graham was very clear when he said uh, yesterday, he said, nobody's mind on the committee is going to be changed right. by what transpires. This is probably not about persuading each other unless something really dramatic happens. And the Republicans are going to see to that, that that doesn't happen. Right. He said, all Republicans will vote yes. And all Democrats will vote no. <laughs> <sighs> this is where we well, are. Well said, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't know what to say to it. I really don't. I'm leaning on you. Well, you know, with that, one has to wonder where are the where are the people here in terms of Mitch McConnell was very clear when when uh, President Obama had the opportunity to nominate to nominate Merrick Garland. Uh, McConnell was very clear. He said, we're not doing this now. We're not doing this. Uh, we're going to let the next president decide. And Lindsey Graham, the chair of the committee, he was very clear. 
in fact, said, use my words against me. He said, if a, if, 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 a, if, a, if a justice dies, we'll let the next president decide. And now the hypocrisy, this, this just is so uh, blatant. And uh, as they would say, or you would say as an attorney, prima facie. I mean, it's right there on his face. Mm-hmm. The hypocrisy of this whole of this whole process is is nauseating, and the way that the Republicans came out very clearly and very early and said, "You're not going to talk about her religion," which, in normal circumstances, makes perfect sense. She's a Catholic. I'm a Catholic, and so if they were to come to her during this hearing and say, "Uh," Uh, Judge Judge uh, Coney Barrett, uh, you're a Catholic, correct? Yes, yes, I am. Well, uh, tell us, you know, Matthew uh, chapter 25. What does that mean? Okay, that has no place in the conversation. Right. But this is a woman who has written. She has put her religion out on Front Street, saying that. Um, Catholic judges in capital, she wrote an article, Catholic judges in capital cases, that Catholic judges, if they are faithful to the teaching of their church, are morally precluded from enforcing the death penalty. She published that article. If she published that article, then she should have to answer to how does that mindset impact your uh, approach to the Constitution. Right. Uh, there are other things. She, she was a paid speaker five times in 2011, uh, starting in 2011, at the Blackstone Legal Fellowship Summer Program. And the, and the whole purpose of the Blackstone Fellowship Program is uh, they, they have a, quote, distinctly Christian worldview in everyday law. And it's founded to show students how God can use them as judges, law professors, and practicing attorneys to keep the door open for the spread of the gospel in America. She was paid five times by these people to speak there. And so she put her religion on front street. She needs to be called to account so that we can understand what are we getting when they put her on the bench. Right. I'd imagine that more of that conversation. Well, maybe, maybe not. I have to stop myself. No. It, won't happen. it won't happen because the Democrats are too afraid. Uh, Lord. The, Republicans, the Republicans are very adept yeah. at, at um, challenging the argument before it's made. Mm. So they came out very early and said, uh, you are not going to put her religion on trial here. And the Democrats said, oh, well, yeah, okay, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, we think you're right. Instead of saying, no, 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 she did. We are, we are not putting her religion on trial. We are asking her to explain to us what she herself has written and where she has spoken and been paid to speak. We are asking her to explain that to us. But they don't have the backbone. Yeah, I was about to ask you before uh, you shared, you know, the last minute or so, you know, what you thought about her um, as a potential justice, you know, um, given her record on the bench. But I I think you gave me a bit of that 
and what you just well, shared. But yeah, well, but see, there's also something important that I think needs to be needs to be uh, understood very clearly, and that is the power of evangelicals, whether they be quote unquote Christian, whether they be Catholic, the role that they are trying their best to play in American law. And that's very, very dangerous. That's very, very dangerous. And that needs to be discussed. But unfortunately, and again, I, I'm Catholic, so I, I, I don't I don't have anything against her because she's Catholic. Mm-hmm. She is a member of some crazy Catholic cult that that she needs to explain uh, <laughs> because uh, the, these people of praise, uh, this is this is some dangerous, dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can be a part of any organization you want to be a part of, and I don't have any problem with her being a part of the people of praise. But when she wants to become a Supreme Court justice, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, I did some research on the uh, bench. Well, we have to take a break, but I'll try to get it out and we can talk about it on the other side of the break. Welcome back, Dr. Leon. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did some research. It's not much research. It's not difficult to find out, but, I, I, you know, I guess some what of research because I went back um, quite a few years and looked at the religion of uh, Supreme Court justices. One of the surprising things, I don't know how surprised I should be, but it was, I didn't know it. It's, it's rarely talked about. And um, at least I haven't heard it uh, spoken of. And it's the fact that all of the Supreme Court justices, um, 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 including Ginsburg, if we include Ginsburg in the last full bench, um, are either Jewish or Catholic. And what I said um, in one of my diatribes that I like to go on, Dr. Leon, is that <laughs> while we're talking about and raising, you know, the issue of race um, and the bench and its decision making and its jurisprudence, if you will, we should also be looking at um, a religion. And that may be that may be the the benchmark, if you will, that will assist us in determining uh, what to expect from the bench as much or more um, than race. Well, that's an interesting point. The, the, the question that I think to me then comes up next is, have we seen in terms of decisions by the court, decisions that are indicating that religion is playing a role in, in, in the outcome? Right. Right. And, uh, you know, because we, we can surely we can surely point to historically where uh, where race has played a factor in in the outcome of decisions. And we know where business has played a factor in the outcome, uh, particularly since the um, the Powell memo mm-hmm. back in 70, uh, I don't know, 73, 74, something like that, where Lewis Powell wrote the wrote the wrote the memo about business needing to be needing to play a, a, a greater role mm-hmm. in American politics. And since then, um, you know, we've seen we've seen decisions where that has been very, very clear. So to me, the question would be, can we can we point to uh, situations where religion has has clearly, clearly played an outcome and which is what I think they're they're doing their best to try to stack the court to do. Right. Right. Yeah. If I, I think I, I don't know, but I think um, to the extent that it has, I mean, you talk Roe v. Wade, 
where, you know, maybe religion informs uh, a particular justice. But I think um, I think it may be a different another day sort of it's more than philosophical, but somewhat philosophical conversation. But it's just it's it's strange to me that the entire bench would be like Catholic Mm -hmm. and Jewish Mm -hmm. in a Christian country. Isn't that a bit odd? I'm thinking like maybe maybe like you would have thought they'd be Protestant. (laughs) That's I'm just like, how is this the case? You know, and even Donald Trump. And here's another connection between the Supreme Court justices. They're all from an Ivy League institution. Harvard and Yale made up, I think, seven of the Mm -hmm. nine justices, seven or eight or nine. So now we start to, you know, peel back the layers. I'm like, so, you know, I know that the, you know, quote unquote, more the major, more mainstream decisions um, um, implicated race or dealt with race, race issues. But I think there may be some underlying power struggles and um, uh, behind the closed door type of decision making that is more informed by religion and um, 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 constitution, sort of educational and, and business corporate constitution, if you will, than it does race. And race is the most sort of obvious um, incendiary sort of demarcation or, um, you, or, or, or um, 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 yeah, demarcation to, sort of um, light some type of dialogue and, and galvanize, if you will, or, or, or split the community around a conversation or an issue? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, again, this whole issue of uh, the impact that Christianity is, is, could very well play on decisions. She has been selected – uh, primarily to to they believe she'll be the vote to uh, to hold the hold the line on uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. They also believe that she will be the vote to hold the line on overturning the Affordable Care Act. Since uh, John Roberts is not proving to be as reliable as they thought he would be when they put him on the bench. Uh, and again, this is where the I think uh, we, we're we've gotten into very deep, very turbulent and very unfortunate waters here. And I don't think that we're, that we're heading back to shore. I think we're just heading further out to sea. Right. Right. All right, Dr. Leon, we have to go to break. I don't know if you want to take a moment to wrap things up. Um, but otherwise I certainly enjoyed the conversation and would like to have you on again. It's a lot more. I'd love to talk about this and other topics, but as we progress, if, if there's a shift, you know, uh, something unexpected. Um, we'll pr- most likely reach out to you, but otherwise, have a great day, sir. You too. I'll be here anytime you need me. All right. Take thank care. you. Good morning, Chicago. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs>